You segued into that like a fucking rich old person. Welcome to Second Listen, Second Edition. Trevor, you brought Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine to the group. Uh, What was the reasoning behind this album being your first? Yeah, so when we talked about doing this podcast, I was like... Sounds like a shitty idea. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) shit, like... I mean, obviously, the first thing you think is, like, what the fuck am I going to choose as my first one, right? Because yeah. I feel like, and so I, like, really started thinking about, like... You know you're being judged by every listener right yeah, now. I, is this <laughs> being your first choice? <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably setting me out. It's like, no, but I, I chose it because I started thinking, actually, one of my first choices was, I mean, I'm sure I'll pick it at some point, was going to be Siamese Dream, the Smashing Pumpkins album, but... I uh, I was kind of backed off because I was like, you know what? It I didn't get it, I didn't get it into that until... You know, honestly, way later than I should have. And so I was thinking about albums, that, like some of the first albums I really enjoyed. And like, yeah, it's like I yeah, think when I first he, started getting into music, it he, was Rage he Against the be, Machine. He used to be up on rap, right? Like before. Oh yeah, you yeah. Ever, I used before to listen to instrument. Yeah, Trevor, before Trevor, I was ever Trevor playing bass, bass, I listened. I went through a period, and this actually I got into Rage before I even went through this phase. But when I, I was, was in high team, school, but... I went through a phase of like ex- exclusively West Coast hip hop, yeah, like Bay Area yeah. hip hop. And uh, I was the same, minus the West Coast, but yeah, I was the same. I did yeah, this. I mean, I listened to some, you know, Wu-Tang Clan and stuff, but I was, like, looking for those deep-cut West Coast. I'm not going to be able to answer any of these names you throw at me right now. Oh, yeah, but, no uh, worries, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, totally stonewalled, too. You say West Coast hip-hop. Do you count Rage Against the Machine as West Coast hip-hop? Because, I mean, that this no. I mean, one, of the, one of the things I want to ask you is, or, or I, I don't know if it matters, but how would you put this in a genre? Rage? I mean, they're like, they're like that, like, they're, I mean, I think of them more as rock, but they're that kind of rock rap thing that yeah, was I, happening. Because in I, think it's right? I think it's a pretty 50 50 hybrid between rock and rap, I, hard I, rock I, even I think bordering on metal. I, I think they're just, honestly, I think they're a step up, and, and no disrespect, but I think, I think they're just like a step up from Beastie Boys running the MC. But Beastie Boys are never coming with live guitars, are they? Never, like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know their stuff too well. No, yeah. I just think, like, I mean, Beastie Boys were the originators. Slash, they're like the a next. I mean, I don't. They're pretty different though, too. Like Rage is pretty heavy compared to Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys is more like electronic, weird, with some like legit instruments too. Okay, so uh, Miles, what do you have any opening thoughts on Rage in general? Uh. I think that they're one of the most in-your-face bands that I ever heard of. Like, I remember playing hockey. Uh, I was born in 1990, so playing hockey. I grew up in the dressing room just listening to slamming you in the face before you step out on the ice. Like, that's 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 exactly what I think of yeah. this this whole band, this whole genre. Like, they I, th- are I in think your it's just face, like, for sure. it'll just pump you up to the core, in your face, fuck the establishment. I love yeah. that. So, yeah, that's my earliest childhood memories are listening to the, like, stuff like this just before you go out step on the ice yeah and that would that would get you going for yeah. sure oh, yeah 100 yeah and i don't like i mean i'm pretty sure i've like, like i did mma soft for soft. a while and i remember before one of my first matches i put on some rage in my headphones to just like you know you can't like and how he, did you knock him oh yeah he knocked yeah. the guy out yeah no i lo- probably lost well, <laughs> 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 i lost most of my matches well, and, and not to, not to get too but, in deep onto the album yet, but I'd like... But that must have been, been the other guy I was listening to, like, the Rage 
X, the B side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was outdoing yeah. you with the rage. Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, Twain, so. Man, that was in his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Rage, I'll just give the brief background if that's okay with you, Trevor. Unless yeah, you have take some it away. big no, point no. about the band members. Uh, it's Todd Morello on lead guitar, very distinct style. We have Zach De La Roca rapping and uh, rarely singing, usually rapping. I always say De La Rosa. I've I'm pretty sure it's Della Roca. No, it is. It is. I've been doing it for, wrong for years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- thank just you for your input. Yeah, just being honest. <laughs> we have uh, Tim Comerford on bass, and we have Brad Wilk on drums. So it took me a lot not to make a joke on that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for not. It is Bomb Track, uh, single number three on the album, and uh, I found this pretty notable. This song at four minutes and three seconds is the shortest song on the album. Which I, how many albums yeah. have no that songs under four crazy. minutes? I would not, I, I, honestly, I think that tops all of the Strokes discography. Yeah, yeah. Every Rage song is longer <laughs> yeah. than every Strokes song. First song, I put it on. I remember it hits you in the chest. Like those drums come in, and like it's just huge. So yeah, I looked up who did the mixing and stuff on it. Yeah, Andy Wallace, he did like the same year he did Nirvana's Nevermind and he did Sonic Youth Duty, Dirty <laughs> with Duty. But, uh, Sonic Youth, Youth Dirty, which are both just like... How did he do them dirty? <laughs> both killer albums that like hey, just hey, also that, hit, you in the, <laughs> hit you in the head. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so anyways, uh, one thing I was definitely listening to after seeing who mixed it, who's like, yeah, there's all sorts of other stuff he's done. He's huge mixing mixing engineer i was like really listening to like the treatment on it and what some of it was doing so uh, yeah bomb track i mean honestly i don't really have too much of a bad thing to say about anything on this album other than you could be like oh it's they're not like it's all one style you know they're not <laughs> yeah i was going to bring that up as we went because a lot of these songs end up sounding the same i think this yeah. song actually in the grand scheme of things is pretty unique as far as yeah. the album goes um i one of the things I wrote down is that um, I think this is this is their first album. Yeah. I guess we should have said that at the top. Their first album. This is the first song you hear. Which and, I think is huge. I think it's so important. And oh, yeah, we start sure. off with this pretty pretty killer riff, which yeah. is uh, I thought it sounded like an octave guitar, but I looked up. They're both playing separately live. I looked that up. So they are both playing. But um, then it just goes into a completely wait, different riff. So and wait, Zach there... De La Roca, before the song even starts... It says, you know, we're going to hit you with a bomb track. It's, it's just so, like, arrogant. Like, what? Like, what? It's just like, yeah, this song is sick. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. he says that at the start that's of their first deep. song on their that's first album. Deep, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's super I th- I, arrogant. I, I think and, and, and they pull it off. Oh, yeah. They, well, like, okay, and the funny thing is, so when I was reading some interviews with Morello talking about this album and stuff. And, like, in a, a couple times he talks about how, like, oh, we didn't expect to to blow up at all. Like, we were kind of like, we were doing this thing nobody had done before. And I was, like, looking at who was working on the album and, like, even, like, yeah. you just pointed out, like, coming in, like, we're hitting you with a bomb track. Like, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you guys know you, you this guys, is good. Yeah, yeah, you guys knew you guys were fucking killing no, it. Like, uh, <laughs> one thing, I don't know if either of you guys have seen this, is the video of their first ever performance is on YouTube. It's like, no. it looks like they're at a fairground. There's people biking behind the stage. There's one guy standing up front. 
and it's Rage's first ever show. They are Sounds absolutely like killer. They start off with uh, instrumental killing of the name. I guess it's a little bit different. And there's no lyrics. And then they go yeah. into uh, take the power back, I think. And there's one guy there that just gets it. He knows. Like, he yeah. can tell. And I highly recommend anyone listening to this check oh, out this I, video. I gotta check this out. Yeah, yeah, everyone should check this out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Miles? I think this is the most crazy... Like out of if you listen to any new band, this is the most in your face introduction yeah. to Zach Della Roca you could ever get. Like this is the epitome. Like he just the the first time you hear the which is yeah. notorious for it. Like that's <laughs> yeah. so notorious for that. Yeah. And he gives it to you in your face. The song doesn't disappoint, takes you down. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like all the time throughout the track. Just Ugh. killer, killer chorus. Yeah. So good. And uh the, the last thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to get too into the lyrics because I feel like that's almost beyond oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, scope yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just they're it's so politically like they're, yeah, charged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, We'd have but to he go back to the year, back to the politicians. Yeah, back exactly. To, yeah, yeah. Although I do feel like uh, Zach is, he hated corporations before Everin did in 2019 or 2020 oh, yeah. when we're oh, yeah, recording yeah, yeah. well, this, right? Like, he's, he, he's, a, he does not like corporations. He, he doesn't pre- like America in general. He doesn't yeah. like war. And that pretty yeah, much they, sums they, up every they song. Didn't play oh, he doesn't show, like the government, they, I'm too. I'm pretty sure they didn't play a show in America for so long. Like, and I, I, that, that doesn't surprise right, right? me. Like, I that did, was right. I, I actually, they come I'm back for sure comeback tour. That. That's why I asked you. They're coming back for a comeback tour. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's like a long time. No, but they're a U.S. band. Like, but also, he, his descendants are from Cuba, and Cuba and the U.S. had that whole crisis, and he refused to play. I'm pretty sure. I'm, Zach Della Roche. Zach Della Roche. <laughs> Zach yeah. Della Roche. Zach Della Roche. Zach Della Roche and Zach Della Roche. Okay. Okay, so uh, what is, let's get it right here. It's Zach, Zach Della Roche. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Zach Della Roche. And uh, anyway, the reason, the reason I brought up uh, the lyrics there just before we went off there was because... Before the first chorus hits, he says something about, like, we'll let it burn, and it ends a line, and it sounds like it's going to go into the chorus, but it doesn't. And it's just, like, he does that a lot, where he'll he'll drop the name of the song in the verses, and you're like, you think the chorus is going to happen, then it doesn't. I think that's that's really interesting. It's a nice strategic choice, I I guess, for for his words. Like, I mean, I think it is true, like, getting into, like, actually deep diving on their lyrics is, like, you could spend a a lot of time doing that. And that's definitely not, like, and I mean, I think a lot of people and like, I mean, say, like, without a doubt, they're a political band, right? Like, yeah, they've uh, they've got stuff to say. That being said, I think, and I don't really know, this is just sort of, like, what I'm piecing together um, from what I could find online, but it seems like... And the end when they ended up breaking up, and now they're doing a reunion tour, which is another reason I chose the album. Yeah, it's it's an obvious pick, but I think part of the reason they broke up and was just like a difference on opinion between maybe how political. I don't know. I the words weren't necessarily how political, but it seemed like there was definitely some difference, musical difference of differences of opinion about where they wanted the band to go between uh, Zach and uh, maybe. Tom Morello. Well, or probably the rest, the of, the rest band, of the yeah. band, because the rest of the band stuck together and formed Audio Slave, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, so, I guess yeah. that's where the band saw it going. And it's like, you know, I don't, I hate to make, you know, like, I don't, nobody really knows, right? They're the only people that really know what happened. And like, but what Tom Morello did say, because this isn't their first reunion, is that he's like, right now, we like, to, like, if we do a reunion, we like to just get together and play and not have to, you know, we just, they're play not going to some... make new music or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. They're just like, have a good time and be able to look at each other and like, you know, not hate each other. I think, I, but I, I, I'll 
bring this up later, though. I think that the politically charged lyrics are a pretty natural fit for this kind of music. Like, there's a couple songs on this album where they're it's not as political, and I, I think the music like, I, suffers because I, of it. Yeah, I I think that they don't have any soft songs, and they they also have. I think they literally have a song that says "Take the Power Back." Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. that—that's what this music screams. It's like, take the power back. Like, yeah, exactly. Fuck, like yeah. whether it's your fucking teacher, your mom, <laughs> yeah, your dad, yeah, yeah. your fucking totally. politician, like anything. Just like it screams, just like, and that's go why it, go against them. Yeah, and I think that's why, like as a teenager, I was probably fucking thirteen or something. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if of course, you're, that's you were what you want to hear. You're like, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. fucking, you know, like this whatever. Just know why my mom doesn't. <laughs> know why I don't like doing and, and this shit. Like it growing up in the suburbs, like yeah. you know, it's like, but it's like every. It feels good to have somebody that you feel like is like you're like on your side. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And that's I think part of it. Well, and, and picture being born in the mid '70s and being a teenager when this comes out. I can't imagine that your many parents are encouraging their kids to listen to this, right? Oh, like it would have just had that no, extra level actually, of rebellion. You know, like their on mom, that, their mom in regards to that, Elvis. they did a huge protest against the PRMC, which was the uh, the dyslexic RCMP. No, what did it stand for? It's like parents against. So in like the eighties or the seventies, like D. Snyder from uh, fuck, what's that band, man? Twisted Sister. Did this uh, testified in front of the court for like with against PRMC because they wanted or what is it? It's like parents against music. Anyways, it's about some parents that <laughs> against are against good music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, you could call it that. But like, they were I, advocating I for like censoring. History. <laughs> twisted sister. That's the band. No, I thought you said twisted fister. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> twisted fister. That's a different band. No, yeah, I know. Twisted. That's one of Rob Crow's bands. <laughs> I was trying to hold it together for a while. There. Okay, go on. Anyways, they were advocating for censored um, album covers and warnings on albums. All right. Yeah. So then, flash forward to like the nineties. And Rage Against the Machine did a silent protest where they played a festival and came out all stage ass naked with just P uh, PMRC across their yeah. chest. Uh-huh. And then like at first, of course, like Tom Rello was saying in the interview, of course, things where everyone was, you know, everyone was cheering all for the interview, but they didn't play a single song in the fucking show. Oh, so, just like, like it's these guys' fault that we're not playing. Yeah, what so, a protest. So then eh? like people started throwing bottles and shit at them and like why, things why, got why pretty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, as far as far as the, uh, we can probably go to song two. Yeah, we can go to song uh, two. Yeah, yeah. Bomb track, I think though, is a great way to start off the album, yeah, and it sounds regardless. like both of you guys agree. It was a great way to start the album. If I were to listen to that for the first time in my life, you would click would next like, song. No, I'd be like, oh my god, I hate my parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, like, exactly. Well, no, I think, that's I think what you want to hear yeah, when you're thirteen. Speaking of, no one, no one did it. No one did it like this. Speaking of that, we have one of the most epic outros of all time on song number two which is killing in the name uh it has made famous by guitar hero yeah definitely yeah, the way that got popular that, but uh, <laughs> first first has made more famous by guitar hero. interestingly this is the first single and uh, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure everyone in, or a lot of people are familiar with the censored version which is control i won't do what you tell me at least that's that's what plays in the guitar hero version i know that on the radio, from my understanding, it was just you. I don't fuck you, but it, it you know it's you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. You, you, I won't, won't do, do it, and it's me. like yeah, no. Yeah. Why, 
It's the but opposite I, of Rage's message. It's, it's we're literally getting repressed. But I kinda, it, it kind of works mean, yeah, though because yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. throw f bombs in well, the yeah. number one single, and it's so good you're gonna play it on the radio. Yeah, and they still hear it. And actually, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a there's a DJ who, when this came out as a single, he accidentally played the un- well. At, I'm a little yeah, bit like did it on purpose. For yeah, sure. in my head, I'm like, man, like. If you if I knew this band, I was like, man, this band is fucking the shit. And this is like part of their art at the end. Like that's really like that sends a message, right? And you're like, you have the power to play the uncensored virgin. You're like, and you're like, okay, what's what's the worst thing? Like maybe I'll get a suspension. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I fucked yeah. up, you know? But yeah, anyways, like played it and like broadcasted it across, and like you know subjected. I think it was in the U.S., but like however many people to like fuck you, I yeah. won't do what you tell me, and like. Yeah, he ended up getting like a suspension for yeah, a little while. Worth but, it. But it also blew up rage, right? Because yeah. it was a big scandal. Yeah. Like, so yeah, this song, like, I mean, I like, rem- I don't know. I just remember being a teenager and listening to this stuff and just like, you know, I was like, if I was like doing physical, like back when I did physical exercise, <laughs> but uh, if I was like doing it, it's just like, how can you not get amped up? Well, that's to stuff so like this, I was listening know? to that. I've been listening to this for the last few weeks in in preparation for this podcast like i one this came on when i was at a red light and the the outro starts pumping and there's no cars going either way it's just like am i am i gonna go right now am i gonna do it it's just like and and like i'm i'm 29 right now and it's it still has that effect on you you don't need that like 350 dollars speeding ticket but in your mind it's just like it i could justify this by just (laughs) going through that red light I can't like fuck the establishment. That's yeah. There yeah, yeah. there are a few musical moments I want to point out here. Um, yeah. The verse riff is it's the third riff of the song. They have two killer riffs before that. They have this weird soul. Like Tom Morello is is this is gonna happen a lot in this where I'm just like. What the hell is Tom Morello doing? But it's, the thing is, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, and it sounds that's... so fucking well, good. Well, I'm, I'm going to object with you later on in the album a few times. I, this yeah, this solo is, is say, yeah, amazing. I, uh, I think it wears on you a bit by the end of the album. I'm kind of over it. Time, yeah. And I think that's because it's so innovative and different that it ends up sounding like itself, if that makes any sense. I think it's also because we we know Rage. We've grown up with yeah, Rage. Yeah, it's also, a, it's also like, what, four albums about, and 20 years later? Think about this being the first album out in this year. Yeah. Think about people listening to this. Yeah. Like, that would, yeah. that's... You're like, you've never heard anyone play guitar no, like that. No, no. Like, you're like, is that like, even... Like, and, like, what, what he was saying, like, in some of his interviews is, like, he wanted to sound like a guitar, but also, like, his influences yeah. were people, like, were hip-hop MCs and, like, yeah. stuff. So he was going for that effect that, like... Dude, he, like it's a guitar, but it almost doesn't sound like a guitar yeah, at points. Like, you know? I, I, as I would say for track number one, that that's what introduces you to Zach De La Roca. This is what introduces you to yeah, Tom Morello. This, like, I think, this song introduces you to Tom Morello, yeah, for I, sure. I didn't. Yeah, it does have a wicked hits, solo. And it's like, like, just, like, just effects that you would never even hear no. ever. I'm sure he took plenty of influence from other people. I, I know he's doing hip-hop stuff now. Like, yeah. he's doing stuff with hip-hop artists, so, like, he's obviously had a uh, a bit of an influence towards that genre. Well, and Prophets of Rage, right? Like, yeah, that oh, was yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to get into that right now. I'm not, okay, I'm not, yeah, not yeah. a fan, but... Okay, <laughs> a couple other things I wanted to bring up. This is uh, the first cowbell I hear. It's in the intro in the... Dun, 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 dun. There's, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some cowbell in there. Totally, yeah. Uh, I bring we that need, up because more. there's a more, more cowbell on this album than you might think. There's The final count will be revealed at the end, but... Um, 
we have a 43 seconds length of time where Zach DeLaRocca is saying, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me over it. It's 43 seconds of that. I love that. Uh, we also have in your face. some yeah. hard to read notes. Oh, uh, in the build up leaving, leading up to the fuck you, I won't do what you tell me part. The the drums just like lose all sense of time. It's it, there's just like all these cymbal hits and, and crazy drums, and you, you can tell Zach starts whispering, "Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me." And like you know what? Even if it's your first time hearing this, you know it's about to just absolutely explode, and it it still lives up to it. Well, and I think that's not it's not quite a flying finish there, but they also do in this album many times. Like the it's like when you when I think of a flying finish. I was like, I think of Rage Against the Machine. Like, they do some, yeah. like, Wicked, and obviously they weren't the first band to do it, but, like, they do a great job of that, like, yeah, like, the sense of time breaks down for a minute there, and everyone's just, like, making noise, but somehow it just, like, fucking works, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think part of that is... And I will, again, like, make a shout-out, like, the solo in, in Killing in the Name of... There is a technical aspect to it, too. Like, he's fucking shreds. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and his bends are, like... Yeah. Uh, he's accurate. Like he's bending two notes, and he's doing like, you know, like he's not all gimmick. Yeah, no, no yeah, definitely for not. Sure. And, and, and like, that's that's one thing I, that that I picked up on as well when listening to this is like you have this picture of Tom Morello as doing the quick stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in reality, he can he can play guitar, and and yeah, I, I'll have something to say in a second about that. But um, we can probably go into the third song. Yeah, at I think this I'm point. good to move on to um, killing the name. Although, of, yeah. although I am, I just want to briefly say I'm surprised we made it two songs without really talking about the bass or drums specifically. I think yeah, that yeah, um, yeah. you sound like. I mean, obviously, I'm not a. I mean, mixing drums... expert, but the bass always has some weird effect on it that makes it stand out. It's the most perfect bass well, they, tone in they every song. They change it up from I, song to song a bit, I, for sure. It, it honestly, this is like the one group that it feels like the bassist and the drummer are, like it's, they same. record, they're the same person. Yeah, yeah it sounds like they're the same person. They're so locked. They're so locked. I think like Brad Wilk, the drummer, isn't, he, he's got the occasional pretty sick drum fill, but for the most part, He's, Dude, he's a groove he is, master. Well, and he's bridging he is, yeah. he's bridging hard rock and hip hop seamlessly. Yeah. And it's easy Dude. to take that for granted. So but the thing that this I, song, like we can talk about Take the Power Back right now, song yeah. number three. This is like who's not gonna kill a rap over this? This is just such an incredible beat oh, to yeah. rap over. Yeah, I almost just spat out in the face. Oh exactly. <laughs> like it's it's just begging for it. Yeah. Uh what what are your thoughts on this song? When I revisited this, I turned it up. Like I listened to it like you know loud. I have written down headbanged immediately when the guitar came in. Yeah. And when Zach Delorica says uh, bring that shit in. Yeah, because like you can't help it, man. Yeah. Like you know it's clean, but it like hits you and you fucking feel the bass yeah. and the drums. And I think in take the power back too. Like you said, like. They've really like, and the bass starts out with that funky bump, bump, bum. I was bum, gonna say bum, 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 slap, like that slap. Yeah, bass. we have a yeah. slap bass here. Like... Rumor, I'm like a lot of it was done live. Like apparently, one of the ways they basically on the day of they like invited all their friends in because they were like having trouble getting that live energy that they always felt they had. <laughs> so they had a crowd so in the studio? Like, yeah, they invited like 20 of their friends in to basically watch there, and then they just like essentially played their set is what they said. So then like, I'm sure there's overdubs, I'm sure there's stuff they went back and, but like, yeah, also, yeah, like, what, this song, what, it, when's the last time you've heard a band repeat just the same line over and over and over again? And 
It works. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and and it works. And you don't even care. Like sometimes yeah. that annoys me. If some other band did that, this it's just like it's like groove, fuck man. Yes. Yeah, it's just like oh, it's yeah, it's it's speaking. And for exactly for a three piece, doing. they're so big, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, like obviously four members, but three instruments. Yeah. And also, vocals. I think I think the solo. I I think this just Tom Morello just stamps his name further. Yeah. Into See, like being I an this is this player. is what like, I was talking about. Before his effects, this is like he displays himself. I think this solo is weirdly shreddy and it doesn't fit the song at all and it takes the song down a notch for me. I think it's really? like yes, it's impressive guitar playing. It's jazzy, man. It's almost like jazzy. I think it's I think I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's like they do this in a bunch of other. I know, and which, this, which I makes, think this which is, and them, I'm so. gonna, I'm gonna bring up what I think as we go. I, this one is one of the worst defenders for me. It honestly, to me, it sounds like he's he's doing a guitar exercise. I just That's don't fair. see the connection fair. with the music behind it at all. And I know that his thing is playing notes that are outside, and I think it yeah. works amazingly, jazzy, especially yeah. in um, "Bullet in the Head." I've got written down. He's yeah. wandering around here, but it works. This one doesn't work for me, and it, it takes down. The, the song a bit. This also is cowbell number two, by the way, in the uh, bridge. Yeah. So we got some cowbell. Uh, yeah, good song. I think the chorus is a bit weak. Like I said, like there'll be songs I kind of forget about, and then I'll bring them up in my library for one reason or another. And I'm like, take the power back. Like, yeah, I fucking get down to this shit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's something. No one in- turns this song. No one's like, eh, I'm not really feeling this today. Well, yeah, what I was going to say is, <laughs> as much as I, I was, I said the chorus isn't great, in my opinion, I think it has a weird solo. I think the outro kind of comes out of left field. I didn't know yeah. they had this outro if, if, in them from Rage. If, you, if you're dry, yeah. But, they, but. They the riff alone makes the song worth listening to, you, and then the groove. It, it's just if you're driving and, home from work and you're like pissed off, are you gonna ever skip the song? No. Yeah. No. You're yeah, not you're gonna like, skip this album. I'm well, getting this, through, and but, are, traffic um, like a motherfucker. And, and I think uh, my last point I want to make about the song is that Zach is is I think his flow is really really good for 1991. When you when you think about the kind of rap that's around that time, Man, he, he is he, flowing. I I think he honestly I think he he takes like he he reminds me of Be Real. But yeah, like sure. puts puts yeah. uh puts a more aggro, crisp. That's like ag- like be real is kind of be real. Yeah, be yeah. Chuck like they're kind of like lazy. Like smoke a weed, no, yeah, no, I ain't going yeah. with this. And, and Zach's just like smoke a weed, now you know how it go. You know, like just yeah. re- like in your face, yeah, which like yeah. similar style, but like yeah, just polishes it off to like a new level that I don't I I don't like. I'm not a music expert, but like I don't think anyone's ever done it like him. In this rock sense, I th- yeah. So I think we're all in agreement that we're three for three on these first three songs so oh, far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we go into "Settle for Nothing" after that, which is the fourth song. Um, this gets my thumbs down of the album, so I'm interested to see if, if Trevor, if you think that's unfair. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> sounds like no. Mildly spoiler <laughs> alerts: most of the albums, if not all the albums, we're gonna be bring up here like we think like the, we there's a reason that we're down to talk about it because yeah. we think they're wicked albums yeah. right so like yeah like obviously this track kind of like brings it down for a bit when it opens up and like it's not the most memorable one but it's like I don't know I wouldn't I think this is one of the most aggro songs I have written down really? this song is good to switch up pace I guess yeah. question mark 
I think it's kind of the opposite of Rage. There's not, it's not groovy at all. It doesn't this, have that hip hop like, groove honestly, to this, it. This, this reminds me. It has it's Zach like more Sabbath. like. Oh, uh, it's, it's, this it's, reminds me of like a screamo, like like yeah. some. He's not and he's not rapping at all. And I have written down that this is somewhat responsible for the birth of new metal. Like this uh, is yeah, like yeah, early yeah. new metal. It's totally it's yeah. Super, I think this, I think it's I don't know enough about metal to really. Well, no, but new metal being like Limp Bizkit and and stuff like that. It's. I, yeah, so, I, this was I, definitely my least favorite song I, I, on the I, album. I just think this is like, uh, I think it's cool because it's poetry. Like it literally is. It's just poetry over top of yeah. That's true. Beat. I get that vibe too for sure. Completely what? over over top of rock beat. And I was talking about like we're all white males who are living in Canada right now. Life's yeah. not too hard for us, so maybe political lyrics don't land. But this being somewhat less political, I think. I now want the political lyrics back after this you one. You know what? It, I, I, I just think, don't have a connection to this one. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Lyrically, I think, instrumentally, I think, I think, or, I, I think as like maybe like a depressed person, like this is like an outcry for like just screaming yeah. your face off. Like it's a, it's an escape from reality. Yeah, I think this totally. is, I think this is so power. I think this is the most that's intense. Yeah. I think this is yeah. the most intense, most powerful song. It does have that yet. slow heaviness to it. I will like, say, like consider yeah, listen yeah. consider as your first time listening to all these tracks and then hitting this one. This yeah. song also you, has. When have you ever heard anything? Well, like I this? will say I remember listening to this when I was and I was like I like I said I had it turned up and like it's still like you know because it's it plays off that dynamic of quiet and loud right yeah. so like it starts out pretty quiet and everything like right before this coming from right at the end of take the power back it's pretty it's hitting pretty hard. And so then, like, you know, maybe you turn it up a little bit, and then it comes, and it's like, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. and you're like, like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, like, well, so there is, like, it is kind of simple, and, like, when you're comparing it to, like, some of the other things that are happening on this album, you're like, okay, it doesn't have that same funk, doesn't have, but, like, yeah, and, like, again, like, you got the classic Morello jazzy yeah, solo that comes in there. it's not a classic epic yeah, flow. It's, it's like, it's, it's awkward, and it's out of place. Yeah. See, this solo, and being another solo where it's like okay that's not the scale that i would have chosen to solo with it i yeah, think this yeah. one works although uh for uh, me it doesn't save like, the song like how anything, do they but... fit screamo new metal into jazz like that's what they do like they're like genre benders right yeah like, that's and that's not my term per se but i mean which also the, goes think... which also goes to like their original statement like fuck all the rules yeah, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. the rules. Yeah. They're going to do what they want. Yeah, They're going to create their own lane. Like, yeah. yeah. Should we move on to Bullet in the Head? Yeah, yeah. Bullet in the Head. Okay. So, uh, this is track five, single number two. For those two. who don't know, we used to cover this song, Build the yeah. Casuals. No, it was, uh, this is, uh, me and Miles' yeah. uh, one of me and Miles' band. And, and, uh, the song was actually brought to us by our guitarist who would rap this as well. So, we have a, somewhat special relationship with the song yet, I guess. Uh, single number two, Trevor, what do you got for us? So Bull in the Head, like, I've, I've actually, like, revised, you know, I was like, okay, I'll try and make a favorite, whatever, kind of in my head, even yeah. though, I, like I said last episode, I'm not, it's tough for me to do that, I'm not really, that's not kind of how I usually think about things, but back in the day, I remember specifically, like, this song, I just thought was the shit. Like, when I first got this album, like, I think, too, just, like, the, uh, vulgarity of like you got a bullet in your fucking head it's just like man you're like i don't know how old i was maybe 15 or 13 or whatever and i'm like i'm like yeah okay like you know like it's like you know and obviously it comes from like 
it's not about like you know like I'm haven't experienced or can't even really relate to most of the stuff that these things are like pulling off of but like I love just like the angst of it and just like the balls of that right and again you like you got a sick groove sick bass that's holding it down and you have Josh Homney come in with like a different guitar Josh Homney <laughs> oh yeah sorry sorry Tom Morello yeah, and this is another killer solo. This is this is Tom Morello at his best. And um, shout out to bass chords. You don't hear bass chords enough. And somehow we fluked at our first two episodes of this. I was gonna say, bass. there's so much bass chords in our first two episodes. Man, like that. And I was, I like tried not to reveal first episode, but that was one thing when I was doing the re-listening to this, and then I was re-listening to Pinback. I was like, what the fuck? Like both of them have those bass chords. They're like, you don't, you just don't hear it very often. One one thing I will uh, say, you said that this song always popped for you. I'm going to suggest that that's because it's positioned after Settle for Nothing, where kind of anything would pop. But uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll get off that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say one, one, like obviously killer riff, killer solo, Zach De La Roca is unreal, and we have a yeah. great outro again. Yeah. But the outro is so similar to Killing in the Name. So I, I have a trivia question for you. We had the uh, I believe it was forty. How many how many cowbells have we hit yet? Sorry. How many cowbells have we hit yet? Oh, we're still at two. We're still at two. Yeah. Bomb track or sorry, killing in the name and take the power back. But uh, so we have forty three seconds in killing in the name of fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. Do you think bullet in the head is longer or shorter of him yelling bullet in the head? Longer, you think it's shorter? Longer. I have played this on drums. 50 seconds oh, of shit. a bullet in the head. Yeah. Long, so it's longer? It's longer. It's longer. And, and I, I just, I find they're I, pretty I, similar in, in. I just, I, mean, I just, I, I just know this because Colin had to play bass for me and I, I would play this way faster than what it is. And yeah, he just had to try and keep time. Yeah, there was one time where there players. was uh, the bassist of the band coming on after us. Uh, <laughs> could see Shout my uh, my oh, nice. saw my pulls. disappointment at the tempo that Miles chose that I would have to keep <laughs> up with this riff that plays in the outro the whole time. Uh, killer outro though. The drum yeah. fills. This drummer is just oh man, it's, like we said already. Like what? Honestly, like the like listening, like re-listening to this. The thing that like makes it. Wicked is that I hated drum my and parents bass after duo. listening to this. I mean, straight up, I, I, I love my parents to death, but after listening to this, I was like, fuck them. They can't tell me what I want. I'm 30. I'm yeah, almost and, 30. And I'm and like, then, fuck. And then you kind of say, like, you kind of say, like, no, no, I don't. What am I talking about? And then the next song comes on, and it just, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny how even at a yeah, yeah, like, later stage in life, then. You would yeah. normally associate those kind of feelings with you can still out, get that uh, reaction. Enemy, or does anyone have any? Okay, so moving on to song number six, "Know Your Enemy." <laughs> Miles, your thoughts? I, I think this is one of the best. Like, I think oh, yeah, this. Yeah, this yeah. I don't know if it was the first single, but it should be not a single. Not which is surprising because I yeah. I could swear I've heard this on the radio. Yeah, because this yeah. is the most rocking song in my opinion this of is, the album. Is, it is. It's got Tom Morello's all as like that weird. Repeating, yeah. I don't know if he loops this live, but it sounds like a no, it's a tremolo. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, I think this has some. Not only does he say he's coming in with another bomb track, which I think is hilarious, referencing his own song from earlier, yeah. 
But uh, it also starts out similarly where it's got this weird intro that's completely disconnected from the riff that comes in and propels the song. Yeah. For my money, this is the riff of the album in, in an album yeah, of incredible enough. riffs. I thought it should have been the first single, quite honestly. I mean, you know, the thing is, I think Killing... Okay, so to kind of rewind a little bit, yeah. Killing the name of, like... It is like an anthem, right? And like Tom Morello actually said in an interview that he was like, he thought that was the most important song on the anthem because it was like a, he described it as like a, a rebel rock anthem. Basically. Yeah, and I, and I think it lives yeah, up to that. For sure. I, I also think it's the most different on the whole album. Kill, killing in the name of. Yeah. I think that's the, the sound that's almost recreated the most throughout yeah, the album. Yeah, I think there's so many different pieces and different parts placed in different It's hard times. to say. I'll we'll wait to get there, but Township Rebellion I think is pretty different, and it's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, song. I can't wait to get there then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I would agree with Miles. So the the fourth single, the only one that we haven't got, it went Killing in the Name of Bullet in the Head, Bomb Track, and then Freedom is the fourth single. And, oh, and right. I could see a case for this being a single before Freedom for sure. So, yeah, oh, I was, oh, I yeah, I would Oh, this is a it, without a doubt, I think anybody who loves Rage loves this track. Yeah. Like yeah. like the flow is sick and the guitar like if you listen to the guitars and like it's pretty classic Rage sound, but like they're big and wide. Like he's doing a riff that like I feel like a lot of the time an engineer puts right down the middle, right? The right. riff's coming almost yeah. like a lead, but he's got it like it's like three guitars playing the same thing is what it sounds like, right? It sounds yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. So th- th- this is the first song for me where it's actually the guitar leading. Like I, every other song, I feel like it's the bass, bass heavy, drums heavy. Yeah. This certainly... is this 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 is the first one. It's just like, also it's, it's guitar. Maynard James Keenan. That's right. Featured on the song, That's which right. I I was listening to this and I thought, I is that Maynard? And so I looked it up and it was, of course, is the lead singer's tool. Yeah. Uh, what a cameo. I think it's amazing. I think it sounds yeah. really good. Weird cameo Apparently. to think about like this this long back. Well, and Tool was not very established no. at that point either. Oh, definitely not. It was 1992. Tool this barely came got out. reestablished until like a month ago yeah. or two, <laughs> two months ago. Yeah, that, that was their, that was the album before the one that came out last yeah. year. <laughs> no. uh, what were you going to say, Trevor? But yeah, Maynard um, apparently said that or there was maybe an opportunity if uh, things with Zach De La Roca, if they didn't work out properly, Maynard might have been the uh, lead singer Place for Rage, wow. apparently. And there was some like, but they, he, he, he just said, "Can he rap?" No, he just like it just you know, take he, him in a I different think he direction. jammed with them. Yeah, basically, he was like, "Oh, like it could have happened." It sounded like he jammed with uh, Morello, Wilk, and uh, Tim Cumberford. Yeah, Cumber Curry, and uh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> just like known as the guy who butchers names that's all of our laughs in, in oh josh homie was probably in the jam too right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways but yeah apparently the sparks just didn't fly but i mean clearly there is a rage connection here and like his line there it's perfect I, to me like when that comes in it's like it's like i don't know it's just it's out of place but also i think it works perfect. so well yeah and, you um, don't expect the, it though. The, the, only, the only thing that wouldn't work like, is I got no him standing no. in the back of the stage with his back yeah. to the crowd. <laughs> like I think, yeah, I think Zach, be, I think Zach jumping around up front is. Yeah, definitely better for the stage presence. Yeah. I think the ending to the song is so epic where all the instruments cut out and yeah. it's just all of which are American dreams. Which he he just brought up a lot of negative adjectives like ignorance and. Yeah, yeah he's pretty much just showcasing like yeah and, your your American dreams are fucking nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, well, like, and that's like there's a song called like Freedom later, and you see that in the track list, and you're yeah. it's just kind of like I bet this is not about freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's about yeah. the lack like, of freedom. The American you know, like, Dream is such a big thing, and and for him to strip it down and just pretty much take that away from everyone, being like, this is yeah. what your what your dream is is just a line of bullshit. Like that's yeah super powerful i think the ending also has one of the fattest bass tones i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is yeah, so this bass oh and so it comes in with the it's got that air raid siren like it's just so it's got some weird like flanging on it it just sounds amazing and oh the tom morello's tones in this song tom morello yeah yeah well every song i mean the bass tones too for sure but like i was talking like they're just so clean and perfect. Like yeah. both, like oh man, this, the album as far as sonically, it's just super well sculpted. Yeah, and like, I would agree with that. As as someone who's not as into the production or mixing, I can the bass is so distinguishable on every song. The drums sound so yeah. crisp, and Tom Morello. I don't know how many takes it would have get it would have taken to get some of those clean. Like yeah. it, what he's doing. It, yeah, it, it sounds amazing. Uh, Sounds like we can probably move on to Wake Up, song number seven. Yeah. I believe I'll have to double check. Oh, no, it's not. It's second longest song, just over six minutes. Uh, yeah, this is my least favorite. Yeah. I, you know, like it, I said. It, until Tom saves it. Yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom Morello saves it with like the craziest, weirdest guitar. Yeah, I, I have I've written down that his second solo is the weirdest on the album of weird yeah, solos. Yeah, it's so weird and so great, but this is definitely out of place for me. My yeah. least favorite. Let's Trevor, you sound up. like you're yeah, agreeing like, with I'm that. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I know, like the thing is, least favorite for me. I still love this album, and I still like if I if I'm listening to this album, I'm not skipping the song. You know, and in my head, I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, maybe not. I'm not like fucking yeah. You know, like it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind disagreeing a bit here um i think that the chorus is a little bit weak and i also think the the verse riff is not too strong either yeah but it's i think it does some really good things it's i think it's the most ambitious song on the album where there's there's all these different parts there's an intro sounds like like to me it sounds like cashmere by led zeppelin and then it goes into the super groovy verse. Super funky guitar. Yeah, yeah. It, which is a nice change. There is an absolutely killer tempo change about halfway through the song where the drums pick up. Then it drops down into this weird, like, almost Tua-like riff. It's like Maynard brought Adam Jones with him, and he said, like, lay down a riff for 10 seconds in the middle yeah. of the song. It's it's really weird. And then it's got Zach talking. He's, like, reading some sort of speech at one point. It's yeah. it's ambitious. I... I it's it's not my least favorite, but it's it's definitely not my favorite. I think that's either. fair points. Yeah. Like I do, I did like I do like the like the funky guitar that comes in. I think that is yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like I just think that the length is my yeah, biggest problem. It, it's, the length it does, is my biggest problem. Yeah, it does overstay its welcome a bit. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you cut cut out a verse, put in Tom Morello's crazy weird solo yeah. partway through, and like cut it at like four and a half minutes maybe that's just my average listener bullshit but i don't know i think that uh i i love i love me a six and a half seven minute song but it has to diversify yeah well see see i think the song i think it does diversify quite a bit but it's just it doesn't have the not natural like flow times. to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it. It seems long, which it seems yeah. like if you're making a long it's, it's, song, it's like, you don't like, want why it to we seem just long. But listen yeah. to two songs rather than, or like put this in a different song rather than with this one. What I will say is, I I I really like the part where Zach's reading the speech and 
Tom Morello's playing these like shimmering chords in behind the the verse yeah, yeah. or the intro, one of the intro bass riffs. I I think that part really works. Totally. But uh, you were gonna say something, Trevor? You know, like as I think you pointed out early on that like all the songs on this album are pretty long for like. Yeah, the shortest song is four minutes three seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. But none of them feel long except for this song a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, and I think like, that. I think for me, it's like the, they all really do a good job of keeping the energy up and change. Like when it comes down, like it keeps you in. Like it's hard to explain exactly that ebb and flow. Yeah, totally. Like for me, like listening to Rage, I love listening to Rage and like it gets me amped up, but I'm yeah. expecting that three and a half, four minute song. Yeah. And, and I'll take that and go into another song, but this one, it just drags out a, a, yeah. a bit too long for me. Yeah. Like uh, that being said, like, yeah, like. You know, it, it changes up quite a bit. You come back but, to it, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, there's some sick like all these songs are awesome. all these songs are wicked songs, and all these albums." Yeah, like, like I said, like you know, we're not bringing it to the table because we think it's trash. No, exactly. yeah, like Although, and, and also by me saying that, I think that like I think if this song wasn't in there and they just had another song that's four and a half minutes, bang, 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 like yeah. this diversifies it like quite a, quite a bit. Like it, it changes up the flow of the for album, me. Which for me, is I think cool. this does what settle for nothing wants to do in that it presents a little bit of a different side and breaks up the flow of all these songs that have bullet in the head killing in the name township yeah. rebellion know your enemy like they're all these killer power chord riffs and they all have great riffs and killer grooves but they do start to sound the same after a while and i think yeah. this album's placed or the, the, i think the song That's is placed fair, well yeah. on the album and i think it it's a little long but i think it pulls it off yeah, that's that's my defense of it, but it sounds like I'm in the minority on no, that. No, I mean so. I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, or like not this song necessarily, but every time I listen to this album, like just like the guitar tones in it and like everything, yeah. like it's just sonically so good. Yeah. Uh, we can probably move on to the song number eight, which is "Fistful of Steel," and the reason I want to move on right now is because to me this is the song that feels the longest to me and that the song this gets my thumbs down this one really oh, no. sorry it doesn't settle, settle for nothing got the two thumbs down this song to me is just kind of forgettable wow okay and so, okay so let's hear it. what what makes the song so good i think there's a certain nostalgic thing i don't know what it is but like whatever reason when i think of this song like it, my opinions on like what songs i really like now have changed a bit yeah. But, like, back in the day, it was Bold in the Head and Fistful of Steel were, like, the songs that, like... Really? Just a big, big yeah, bullet guy. Fistful of Steel. I had not heard of this song until I listened to this album. Really? See, and, like, I love the way the guitar comes in. And, like, the solo at the end is a solo that... Oh, man, it's just, like, it's... I think I remember, actually, you know, we were talking about a high school teacher that we had a little earlier today and like i remember when we had a drama <laughs> a drama class one time uh he asked me what my favorite solo was and i i cited this solo so it's, it's stuck with me for a long time and also the fucking guitar bend here there's panning yeah. automation yeah. I, during I, the verse I, yeah. I, I, Dude, like that this, shit this, is this, crazy this man. reminds have, me this reminds me of like a dying cat in the middle of the night Dude, and well, it's like the, yeah, if you listen, listen to, like, to what a dying the guitar cat is doing it, like it's coming from your ear in to like and it's the movement like that's like a bold thing to do that you're gonna because like you know like sometimes you do stuff like that and people just don't think it's that cool you know, you, like, know you got one sitting in this room right now <laughs> yeah oh really yeah, I mean, I, I, like I say, this is the most forgettable song. Yeah, it's a cool bend, but I don't want to listen to no, it. Like, and the way and, it and it's funny. It's, oh, man. It's, it's funny that you said, so I will listen for that next yeah. time I listen to this. 
it's funny you said this was your favorite solo because the only other thing I have written down for the song other than what I've brought up about how I don't like the song is that I'm kind of getting sick of Tom Morello at this point in the album. Oh, and shit. it's, I like I said earlier, I, I'm not trying to diminish him in any way, but it's yeah. just so unique that it, it just ends up sounding the same like, in its uniqueness. Like, and that like, doesn't like, make like sense. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying like, it gets, there's a point where it gets, I, I get tired of it. Um, I, I would say, I would say this, the, like, this is a good introduction though, to like his crazy harmonics, like his guitar harmonics with effects on them. Yeah. Like, I, I, has that been done? I don't think that's been done this whole album. No, but I would argue it's done better on the album. And, and, and also that, that might just be a victim of album placement. I mean, yeah, I think I think that was a. I think any of these songs being first or second, I yeah. I might appreciate them more, but, but because that, the that, album starts to sound also, a little that, similar that, to that, me. that also could be a fault of the album, right? Where like, yeah. well, and I mean, it's start, a debut you could, album. You could start this album some with of their any, songs sound the same, and and, and I'm, with any song sort of thing. And I I do want to make it clear that I think this is a really good album. I'm, oh, I'm just yeah. pointing yeah, out yeah, what no I one's what hating, I don't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So once again, I'm outvoted. Settle for nothing and uh, Fistful of Steel apparently are great songs. Oh, we- no, I, <laughs> I was gonna say we can move on to oh, Township yeah, Rebellion because you were yeah. itching to talk about it. I will say the earlier. last thing uh, about Fistful of Steel and that solo at the end is that like some of the timing of that solo is a bit questionable. Like when you're listening back, maybe it, there's something more complicated going on there that I'm not picking up on, but like. He does at a certain point, he does just rip it. But the thing I will say that like makes it kind of still work and why I kind of like it is the fucking bass and drums are so locked in. It doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, like he's fucking ripping it and going and kind of going in and outside the lines. But like the core is still there so strong that like you're just still locked in. It doesn't even matter. Speaking of good riffs, Township, Township Rebellion. Rebellion has a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. killer chorus riff. Cowbell number three. Uh, no, the, the final count set for Freedom also has some, but uh, it sounded like you were a big fan of the song. I so. am, like, you know, like, and it's a song that slipped into the cracks, I think, when I was first getting into this album. And then listening back to it, like, maybe it's more that I've gotten into the, like, sound design and production and stuff, but that fucking bass tone, it's like a didgeridoo, man. When it comes, and it just comes in with bow, 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 bow. Like, and it, like that's just dope. And then it changes entirely to just like, it's just a headbanger. Like, you just want to groove and just kind of be like, yeah. Yeah, I think this does the the heavy soft, or I mean soft is the wrong word, but the fast, slow, or the heavy soft. This, this, yeah. is, this is the classic rage. It shouldn't be a single. That's, all it that's exactly what I have written down. I have written down that this is what I want in a rage deep cut. We have totally, that's such a good way of yeah. putting it. And, yeah. and I could see this being a single, yeah. although um, I will bring up my criticism of this song is that in the, the end, uh, the shackle, the chains, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's saying the same phrase for a minute while there's a slow buildup and it's, we've, we've been there before. And, and, because this is the fourth time it's happened on the album now, it loses a bit of power for me. But I think, like you said, this, like, who comes up with that bass riff? Who features that in a song? And then you yeah. just... Who lets it ride for a minute and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah right? And, and then example number 20 of the of just the most killer power chord riffs you've like, heard. Like, this is what we're saying, and we're going to say to your fucking face. Yeah, so, I mean, I think for me also, it's Zach DeLaroca's flow, and, like, it's just... I don't know, there's... Like I said, it's definitely a song that like it slipped through the cracks the first time through, and then coming back to it, I was just 
Yeah, I'm a fan. Like, uh, I'll put it up there with my top. Yeah. Also, this uh, repeating lines here, although it is two lines with the... I should have written it down. But uh, in the build-up part, it is longer than both Killing in the Name and one of the, one of, in the Head. One, it's a minute. One of, one of the eight build-up parts. Yeah, it's a minute eight seconds of the same two lines over and over. So they... They're really digging into that well near the end of the album here. But great song. Um, they do it well, though. That's no, the they thing do. that I'm yeah. surprised. Is like, but yeah, I think that we can probably move on to the final track on this album, Freedom. Yeah, longest song, last single. Uh, to me, it's... I don't know if it lives up to the billing of a final song. I'm interested to see where you're at, Trevor. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with that one. Like, I think it's a good song. Like, especially the way it comes in. It does come in pretty, like kind of gives you that same vibes of like we got another bomb track right and like when i heard that apparently they recorded this more or less live off the floor in the album i was like okay i I get that like imagine you got like 20 friends of yours you're just playing with your buddies like of course like like i can see walking up to the mic and be like yeah guys like we got another fucking bomb track for you you know what i mean like this is the first song it actually sounds like it's freestyling and it's called freedom like listen to his lyrics it sounds like it's straight freestyle he also says, uh, I wrote this down because I thought it was a hilarious reference, where he says, all live, never on a floppy disc, because I guess uh, <laughs> that's the era we're in. But he does, like, he is saying it's live, so maybe it is. So that's how old this album is, floppy discs. For you fucking... Yeah, man, 92, man. Yeah. Year I was born, actually. One, th- one thing I do like is about the song is that um, there's a lot of times in this album where the guitar and bass are playing the same notes. Here we get a bit of the guitar is harmonizing the bass. It's not playing octaves. And I, I think it sounds really good. I, I kind of wish they did that a little bit more, actually, although it it takes away from the power. At, it, it's it's cowbell, melody in cowbell, exchange for Cowbell power, number right? four. Yeah, this is cowbell number four in this song. So, I mean... There's not many albums with four songs with cowbell on them. I think that's that's it works. It yeah, it does work. When you got Tom Morello doing his thing and and the Tim Tim Comerford playing crazy bass lines with the weirdest flange chorus tones on them, why not just throw in yeah. some cowbell if you're the drummer? You got to do something weird too, right? But I I do think the song's a bit long. Uh, you like it, Miles? I I think this is a good way to wrap it up. It's so it's many good different jam tune, like dude, it's, it's it's so many different. It's, it's just like, hey, uh, oh, how do we end our album? Oh, uh, why don't we just jam four different songs in one and just yeah, close there's it up. like a I, lot I, of I parts think that's to this, cool, which is the epitome of rage. Like they're just a jam band with pol- political statements, and this one doesn't particularly come over over top over the top with political statements. It's just like. It's just in your face jamming, and I think that's a a good way. Like I usually hate closing songs on albums. I think they're garbage. Oh. Uh, well, I I, 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 I can't do. wait I, to track this I, throughout I, I, as I we think, do albums. Yeah, here. I, I think most of them are garbage, but I think this one is because you're two for two so far. If you checked out our first episode, you also yeah, liked yeah, the I first like, song I and did, that. So I did, we'll, I did, we'll, we'll I did. And uh, peek through the curtain. I think you're gonna like the next one too. But uh, we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll see if this we'll see if this statement is based in anything. Uh, yeah, I think we're all on the same page that this album is really good. Um, it's not in my usual wheelhouse. It's wheelhouse. It's not. It's not in my usual wheelhouse. It's a little heavier than I tend to go. But the riffs are so good. The 
like I don't even usually listen to rap and I love this album. It's yeah. it's the flow is excellent. Um although I might not be able to relate to every song, I think he's just selling it so well is his anger at the system that Every time you see me with the system, this be the end of second listen. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode of the second listen. The second listen.